everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Open Book, which we actually recorded yesterday. But yesterday, me, Lindsay, I had construction going on in the background, and it was a little distracting. So here we go again. Here is our <sighs> second try. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yep. But I guess some introductions, because this is technically our first episode. I'm Lindsay. Um, I don't really... I guess you guys will learn a little more about me throughout the rest of this podcast because it is more of a personal one where we discuss our personal lives and just issues we have and opinions on the world. I actually have another podcast. It's called Two Girls, One Film. It's a film discussion podcast. But this one is definitely a different take because it is more of like a subjective situation and I want to be able to show more of myself on a platform where I'm able to share these ideas. So yeah. Um, I love that. Um, I'm Saisha. Um, I have do not have a podcast. This is my first try, but like what Lindsay said, um, I'm super excited just to talk about topics we're passionate about because we've had a lot of conversations, um, and we're excited to extend these conversations to you guys and just get discussions going, um, and just share our perspective and learn more about you guys. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Before we start on today's like general topic, because every week we like to focus on various social issues, like um, kind of taboo opinions, kind of touchy topics to talk about and dish those out. Um, that's the general gist of this podcast. But I want to talk about, okay, r- books real quick, because one of my goals this year is to read a book a week which is like super daunting when I first think about it because back in 2020 I don't think I I barely read especially when school is going on and I kind of want to get into it more because I feel kind of embarrassed sometimes that I don't read anymore and I think there's there's a lot to gain from reading and I just finished reading this book called Too Much and Never Enough by Mary Trump about her uncle Donald being the world's most dangerous man and I would recommend I don't think it's the most amazing book ever but I'm glad I got to see her take on it and Donald is crazy. It just it just reiterated the fact that he is crazy. You got anything going on in your life recently? Um, I think just in general, um, I like that goal of reading a book a week. I think I definitely need to read more because I do not read enough um, for myself. But... I think just adding on to that, some things in my life, um, I think I'm super nervous about going back to school, as I'm sure you are, Um, and I think just finding new ways to just deal with online school and isolation and all that stuff is a hurdle 
that um, we're going to face again. But, yeah, I am a little nervous for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. The Honestly, I'm, like, there are certain classes I'm more afraid of for than others. Um, and sometimes it's hard to manage those anxieties. But to segue into our topic, sometimes, yes. I guess, it helps to have these various social media mediums to kind of distract me from the big things in my life and while some of them can be detrimental to mental health I would say there's good in them as well but there are definitely some platforms I prefer than others I guess first of all I kind of want to talk about Instagram because that's the big thing um I Mm -hmm. deleted my personal Instagram because I I don't like want to be I don't want to be super invested in that side of me that like superficial like oh look I look good you know everyone knows I look good side I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you look good post yourself that's totally fine but for me it became I don't know I don't want to become super narcissistic you know and Mm -hmm. also just like looking at everyone else's accounts too because let's be honest I've had this account for how many years now so it's a lot most of them are just like random people I don't speak to anymore or like barely knew in the first place or literally just don't know and there's like no filter so I don't know I can't control who's seeing my stuff and also I don't, like, half the things I see on my feet are also things that I don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely, like, I have so much respect for you for doing that. Um, I think that's actually such a cool decision to make. Um, on my end, I still have my personal Instagram account. Um, but I think more recently, I've kind of just drifted away from social media in general just with the things that are going on in my life. Um and just being off of social media um, has given me a lot of mental clarity that I didn't really expect I would gain um, while not using social media. I think I totally relate to what you say where I think a lot of content that I don't necessarily like click with or need is kind of being thrown at me on Instagram. Um, and I also think that like it. It was just like, oh, I'm bored. Let me go on my phone and swipe through Instagram. But I wasn't really gaining anything out of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think in that aspect, there's that. But also adding on to what you said, like this sort of superficial side where I feel like a lot of our Instagrams are just highlight reels, right? And it is the photos that we look best in. It is what we are most proud of, I guess. And I think that can also cause a lot of um, mental issues when looking at other people's feeds because I know when I look at other people's feeds, I'm like, wow, she's gorgeous. This photo is beautiful. Like, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I looked like that when it's like um, those are people on their best days, you know, mm-hmm. presenting themselves in the way that they want to. So I think it's important to also keep that in mind and realize that Instagram really is super filtered. Mm-hmm. And as unfiltered as some content creators might be, there still is um, 
like majority of it is filtered and it's important to remember mm-hmm. that so yeah I totally agree with that I think I, I think the self-confidence aspect is also a huge part of it um I guess scrolling through Instagram every day you're always personal Instagrams at least you're always comparing yourself to people you see on your feed and sometimes I would find myself being kind of nasty like kind of toxic honestly I would scroll through and I would see people who looked perfectly fine but I would be like "Mm, they don't look that good and to elevate myself above them and that's not that's not right Mm -hmm. and I caught myself and I thought about it I'm like you know is that really how I want to be you know, people people are just doing their thing. And I think, you know, it's not a competition. And I think that kind of mentality is super toxic. And But that's just what Instagram fosters. But also, um, I want to touch on this documentary that came out. It was called The Social Dilemma. It was sort of like a hot topic mm-hmm. for like a week. Um, I watched it. It really was not that great, honestly. Some parts were kind of cringy, I would say. But the informative aspect of it, I could kind of, like, feed into a little. Yeah. Basically, Sasha, did you watch it? I did. Mm, what'd you like, what did you take away from it, like, the big thing? Um, I think I completely agree with you. Like, some aspects were cringy, and I think some things were over-exaggerated. But also, <laughs> just, like, I think it's important to... Um, <laughs> take I think that like you were saying the informational aspect was good and it was also things I hadn't really thought about Mm -hmm. when using my social media platforms um and just kind of pondering about what happens behind the scenes Mm -hmm. because I feel like we don't really think about that and really think about how these big um social media corporations are kind of using us as like pawns you know in their game um, and that was a little scary to see, but I also think important to see, mm-hmm. um, to know how to, like, interact with your social media content. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're selling your time. Um, yeah. And every time you refresh your feed, it's like, it's like this never-ending catalog. Even though it's so mundane sometimes, I find myself, like, nonstop like scrolling or refreshing because I just have I think I just have nothing better to do when in fact I'm really just wasting my time with the content I'm not going to remember even a day from when I'm scrolling so it's just something to think about do I really want to invest time in this mindless scrolling or could I be doing something more meaningful to me you know Mm, um, I'm just going to talk about like previous Saisha's kind of view on social media and how Mm -hmm. that's kind of changed but just with Instagram I think like a while ago maybe like a couple years ago I really did care about oh this is how many likes I got on this post this is how many followers I have um and I think Instagram nurtures that idea of like wanting to be liked by everybody right Mm -hmm. that is kind of the main premise of social media Mm -hmm. is just you know wanting to be liked by everybody and you know I think that actually took away from the quality of my real relationships Mm -hmm. um 
because in a lot of ways I was more focused on, you know, being friends with everybody, pleasing everybody, putting up a facade and a um, character for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that really affected my mental health. And I think also because Instagram provides like instant gratification from comments and likes and people following you, like as much as I would like to think that that didn't affect me, I I know it did. And Mm -hmm. after reflecting on that, um, I really know how to use my social media better, Mm -hmm. I would say. And I think there's obviously aspects I could improve on. And I still do catch myself on social media quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just the first step is just being self-aware. And I'm glad glad I've gotten there. Mm I'm I'm glad you've gotten there too, Sasha. Sounds like quite a journey. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm gonna talk about my journey for a little bit because it's slightly mm-hmm. different. I actually went through. I think I first got Instagram when I was like 11, so way way back. But that was when it was still sort of a new thing, when it was still like blue and it was a different handwriting. Oh yeah. I remember. Okay. I may be getting this wrong, but Instagram was created so that people could post, like, vintage pictures, pictures with vintage filters on them, and everyone was super obsessed with it, and that became a huge thing. So that's the premise. That's how it got popular in the first place. But I think how I got super invested in it was my Harry Styles fan account. I had a fan account phase where it was like... We love that. It was crazy. I was like, <laughs> I was obsessed, obsessed. I When I tell you I was like on that app, the all my days, the whole day, I would just be looking through, scrolling through my own oh feed. My I would be editing <laughs> pictures of him to put on. And I actually genuinely got like micro famous. I had a small following, I must say. Okay. And, but the thing is, that whole thing does really, I, I really regret all of it because it was such a, mm-hmm. it was such a, incredible massive waste of my time that I didn't realize at the time because I was addicted to getting all those followers because there was this one point where I was growing so incredibly fast I was getting like 300 followers a day and I was like wow like this is I got my taste of fame and I was like if this is what it's like then it's I don't know I'm gonna keep doing this for the rest of my life but I ended up like deactivating that one too because it got to be too much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my little bit of an unconventional start with Instagram, you could say. Um, I think that's I think that's actually really interesting to hear. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> and I think <laughs> also adding on to that, just like how um I don't know tying into like just being a girl of color how instagram really just made me want to look like white people Mm -hmm. like as sad as that sounds um and i'm happy with who i am now um it really did make me want to look like others because that's what i saw in my feed right Mm -hmm. and i think also just this constant need to be putting up this character like even now i feel like that on almost all social media platforms so I've kind of distanced myself a little bit but I think that is so 
unhealthy, Mm -hmm. especially at a young age, Mm -hmm. like when you're in middle school and even elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, Just having that be on your mind all the time Mm -hmm. is slash was not good for me. Yeah. So it takes away from real conversations a lot of times too, because I think I've come to the point of my life. I'm so old now, but no, I'm <laughs> I'm like I I don't want to be interacting with people on like such a dull basis. If you know what I mean, I want to be able to connect yeah. with people in real life and be able to have real conversations, like meaningful conversations like this. And rather than just looking at these facades of people, you know, it gets old after a while. But also, I I also want to recognize some of the good sides of Instagram, I guess. While I have deactivated mm-hmm. my personal Instagram, I've kept my photography account, which I'm actually really happy with. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty... I... I, I like to go outside and do a lot of street photography. That's, like, one of my main hobbies, I would say. It always keeps me busy, keeps my mind open, and I love the whole process. And I like to be able to share my work online. And through my Instagram, it's not big at all. But I've been able to see a lot of other photographers work and be able to connect with photographers like me. Well, most of them are old, older than me. But also, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a really kind of nice community of people with creative minds and amazing projects. And that's just a nice place to be for me, at least. Mm-hmm. I totally like, first of all, everybody, Lindsay's photography oh account is amazing. Stop. It's incredible. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Second of <that>. all... <laughs> Second of all, I think that's, like, so nice to hear and also important to think about that, like, although um, social media can be a platform for, like, a lot of hate, it's also a platform where, like, a lot of creativity can be cultivated and you can meet people that have the same passions as you and I think that's so beautiful. Um, And I think, like, previous me didn't really understand that aspect of social media and how to use that, you know? Um, But I think now, like, I understand how to better use it to benefit me, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, But adding on to that, I'm just going to move to a different Mm -hmm. social media platform. I'm just going to talk about TikTok. Okay. Um, (laughs) But I know when I got TikTok at first, okay, first of all, TikTok is very addictive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know they do that on purpose, but um, like a little while ago, I made a TikTok singing account. Again, it's really small, but I just like, I find a lot of joy in that. Um, and just like getting inspiration from other, um, singers on TikTok and stuff like that. Like that's been nice. So I totally like kind of relate to that, um, sentiment about just having that community of people where you can share your passions with um and how I think that's just made me more confident I guess to put my singing out there sort of yeah I'm I'm happy for you I'm glad you've created this little platform for yourself to share your music and you have an amazing voice thank you um I wish thank I could you, access queen. your TikTok <laughs> account but TikTok oh yeah has been banned um by the government Unfortunately, um, you know, censor, 
censorship of free speech is kind of a big thing over here. Um, so I have not been able to access TikTok unless I put in my US SIM card into my phone. But I think, like, mm. just not, I haven't looked at TikTok for maybe, like, two months now. And at first, I was kind of experiencing a withdrawal because I was, like, you know, every, TikTok was sort of a big thing in everyone's lives. I'd be scrolling through it when I woke up, before I went to bed, and everywhere in between. And as entertaining as it was, it was a lot of time spent just scrolling at, like, mm-hmm. infinite content. And none of it is super memorable. Memorable. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. But it was like, <laughs> it, you know, I, I, you're not going to remember these little 15 second fragments a month from mm-hmm. when you watch them, even though they're super funny in the moment. You know, I think it's a good platform. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were able to express themselves in this really cool mm-hmm. way but also you know at this point I hear from people it's getting toxic you know it has that changed mm-hmm. for you recently with TikTok um I would say that like at least my for you page is pretty like informational surprisingly mm-hmm. like I actually get like a lot of like information oh, she's um, on information tiktok <laughs> perspective tiktok um, <laughs> and i feel like it's just super diverse like I, i'm just able to like mm. listen to stories from like indigenous people mm. black people like all these different stories mm-hmm. um and so I think, at least for me, it's mostly been positive. Mm-hmm. I know for other people, though, like, they have um, felt the toxicity mm-hmm. of TikTok, and I completely understand that. But I think also um, I am guilty of being on mm-hmm. TikTok a lot when I'm bored. Um, and I'm definitely trying to get better at that. I think I've, I'm have i on TikTok mm-hmm. less That's now. Good. But... I think, like, my For You page in specific is just, like, I agree. There's, like, some funny videos, some entertaining videos. Um, but there's also, like, body positivity, mm-hmm. self-confidence, like, advice videos, mm-hmm. um, people's stories. So I feel like, at least for me, like, TikTok content is better because it's a, it's a lot more raw, I guess, mm-hmm. than Instagram where, like, I don't get that type of content, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've, like, uh, completely kind of erased TikTok from my life, so I don't really have the same sort of addiction anymore. Honestly, at this point, it's not really, like, in my periphery anymore, which I guess is nice, Mm -hmm. but also, you know... I think that's good. Yeah, there are also, like, positive aspects, and sometimes I feel like I'm missing out, um... But, you know, TikTok, I don't know. I feel like it, it's, with all of these apps, I feel like they're they're all sort of phases, you know? I'm just, I, I don't know where TikTok is at right now, but I'm curious to know how it's going to play out in, the, in later mm-hmm. on. Um, and whether or not it's going to die out, you know? Because yeah. it, it only seems to be getting stronger at this point. But you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. And 
um, all these other apps as well. They, I, I, they all kind of play into each other. You know, I feel like they all act as time consumers in the sense that, you know, once you're done scrolling through and endless information on Instagram, you then go on Snapchat or you then go on TikTok. Yeah. And it's like, if you're putting so much time into all of these apps and like looking at all of our screen times every day is kind of shocking, honestly, for me. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like Same. I'm spending so much time on my phone. When I actually see that I am, I'm like, could I be doing something else with that time that's mm-hmm. more meaningful to me? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, how these companies really take responsibility um, in mm-hmm. mediating all of this time, the time usage Definitely. on their apps. I don't... Like, do you, do you see anything with how they're changing their policies or anything? I don't think anything mm-hmm. has changed. I feel like, like what you said, they aren't mediating the rate at which, like, content is being pushed out. And also, the there's a lot of false information on oh, Instagram, yeah. on TikTok. Um, that's being boosted, right? Mm-hmm. But then, for example, somebody's video about, like, I don't know, their life experience might be taken down, right? So, like, the algorithm, I guess, and, like, the way that they're filtering content is definitely biased and not the best. And I think they definitely need to work on that, but at the same time, it's like they want to make money, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, again, want to bring up a little bit on just how the algorithm for all of these apps work. It is kind of scary to me that they're able to filter out the things that they know we want to see the most. And mm-hmm. honestly, they know the kind of person that I am because the content that we see on these apps are often the content that we want to see. You know, there's a whole other side exactly. to that. Like, I'm, I'm fairly liberal. All I get is liberal stuff on these apps, you oh, know? Oh, me too. <laughs> I agree with everything I see. I just say, mm-hmm. Yep, scrolling through. Yep, everything, everything is right. Yep. And I'm like, you know, as much as I'm happy being comfortable, I'm like, should I be seeing more perspectives, you know? Should I be opening myself mm-hmm. up to various opinion points? I don't know. I guess it makes people kind of close-minded, and that's kind of scary. Mm, I totally agree. Yeah, I think, like, adding on to that, um, everybody's social media is catered to them, right? Mm-hmm. We're on it so much. They know everything about us, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I totally agree with you. I feel like um, past me was definitely closed-minded, and I think part of that was because of social media, because I was only seeing one type of thing, right? I was only seeing one perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally, like, I completely agree with how I wish I had more content that challenged my thinking, oh, yeah. you know? Um, but I feel like social media doesn't want to do that because mm-hmm. they want to please their users. But in a sense, that actually creates more polarization when having real-life conversations, especially with, like, political content mm-hmm. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Like, I think it just makes us a lot more reluctant to listen to others in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that especially concerns me for conservatives, especially because they do seem to be kind of, well, there are extremes on both sides. Politics is a spectrum. Everyone lies yeah. in between. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, people on the far right, if they're all they're getting is constant, like, Fox News, all of these, like, ultra-conservative TikToks or Instagram accounts, I'm like, they're never gonna be open to seeing the other side, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's a little different for progressives, really, because I don't, like... I think I, we generally have a little bit of more empathy and we're able to see kind of all sides, even though it does apply to everyone, you know, there's bias everywhere and everyone's super convoluted in their own beliefs. But, you know, uh, if, if a trumpet is on Trump TikTok and on Trump Instagram and on Trump YouTube, Trump Fox News, all of that constantly, their views are never going to change. It's always going to be that same biased view. Mm-hmm. And I think there should be a way for these views to sort of intersect uh, that does not really cause conflict, but really just open up a space for everyone to share super objectively and actually listen because if you're constantly on the same platform looking through the same things that reinforce your own beliefs then that's not really doing anything for everyone anyone yeah yeah I completely agree and I also think just like shifting a little bit and kind of going back um just like I feel like just talking about this is kind of making me think about my bad habits when it comes to social media and just my phone usage um and I think also just like I feel like Instagram has made me like I don't know like view success or like happiness through photos Mm -hmm. or like through videos Mm -hmm. like I look at somebody in a photo and I'm like they're so happy their life is perfect everything is going great for them when it's like I can say that like I've posted Instagram photos but I was having a really bad day Mm -hmm. you know um but I'm when I'm looking at other people's content it's like oh they're so happy their life is perfect everything is good for them I want to be like that oh yeah and there's no way to like, like that's just the way your brain is wired when you're viewing all this filtered content. And like, I totally agree what you say about like political social media where people just like, when you are just being pushed out, like seeing this content of whatever you're agreeing with, it's just gonna strengthen that even more, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's no way to even start a conversation when it's being like, when people are being indoctrinated by social media itself. Um, And that's kind of scary to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, social media is almost, um, well, okay. I I would have said it was toxic positivity, but that's just like, personal on the personal social media side but recently you know a lot of it has also been toxic negativity because a lot of it you know with everything going on in the world and all these you know this uprising of activism suddenly everyone's an activist now everyone's posting about these 
of various injustices mm-hmm. around the world. And it's a lot to take in. And although it is our responsibility to be able to educate ourselves on everything that we can educate ourselves on, it's also kind of a, it's it's like a huge task to take on. And I don't know, I, I will say, I do kind of like how Instagram has transformed over the summer, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with all of these new activist accounts that I've been seeing, like those were not on my radar previously. And now that they're kind of blown up um, after all of the BLM protests and at the height of the movement earlier this summer after George Floyd's murder, that's when everyone started flocking to Instagram to not just enrich themselves, but kind of be able to take in Mm -hmm. that important information, digest it, and really try to kind of spread these resources and use their privilege to spread the message, disseminate it. And that's what I enjoy about it. But yeah, what was your view on all of that? Do you see any changes in Instagram recently and the way people use it? Um, mm-hmm. I think like I completely agree with that. Um, before those types of accounts weren't on my radar either right Mm -hmm. like my the content I was consuming was completely different and I'm really grateful that it's changed you know Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also really nice to see people you know becoming aware because of this I think Instagram has definitely played a huge role in just people becoming more aware Mm -hmm. of what's happening in the world and also like I think I realized like I have a platform Mm -hmm. or like a small platform and like what I post can actually like impact somebody right and it can actually spread useful information and a lot of other people's accounts have done that for me so I completely agree I think there also is a performative aspect to it um and I think that was definitely there when like people were doing like BLM Mm. and posting black squares oh my gosh Um, and I think that's I think that's fine if you are actively being anti-racist and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement behind the screen right like we need it if you're going to post, you need to also be internalizing that mm-hmm. and applying that to your own life. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that was off-putting because it was turning this whole movement yes. into a trend. Yes. And that was that did not sit mm-hmm. right with me. It did not. Um, but I think... Yeah, continue. I think there's a difference between... Um, definitely like actually wanting to educate people and while simultaneously educating yourself mm-hmm. behind the screen mm-hmm. um versus just posting yeah. something because everybody else is posting it yeah. you know and I think it's important I think it's good that people are posting it um but I think it's also even more important that they internalize mm-hmm. that especially the black screen was so so frustrating to me especially like mm-hmm. the people who did not post any resources about BLM prior or any other activist material. And they just go on to sort of hop on the trend. They post a picture and they're like, hey, hashtag Blackout Tuesday. And that was it. That was just one thing. And it never sort it never came up in their feeds again. 
And that's just, you know, this is not just a one-time thing, you know? You can't just, you can't, Mm -hmm. that's privilege speaking, because you get to filter out these sort of things. You get to post one black square and then forget about it, you know? That's not, that's not what happens for black people. That's, that, people of color, exactly. POC, it's like, it's, it's not the way the world works for us and you know you know for a fact a lot of these people are not gonna go search up petitions go search up those different cards for resources they're not gonna go to these different news sites to see what's going on and inform themselves it's not gonna happen because these Mm -hmm. people don't care you know because this doesn't really apply to them ever and a lot of these Mm -hmm. people that personal people that I knew from school that we like mutually know are also enablers of this racism on like a regular basis Mm -hmm. at school so that's it that's what makes me a little bit you know iffy iffy about all this Mm -hmm. because I'm like sir if you're if you're enabling this racism in the first place maybe you got you gotta go check yourself real quick before you come out here and try and try to take credit for this work that black people are doing hispanic people are doing indigenous people are doing asian people are doing you know we're all Mm -hmm. we're we've been like collectively trying to educate for so long but it's so hard you know because you know i don't i don't want to say all like white people are you know bad you know they're all like performative activists because there are a lot who try to listen and i respect them for that you know but also Mm -hmm. take some responsibility check check yourself check your privilege before you know you go out there and pretend to be something someone you're not (laughs) i think also like i that was Beautifully Thank said. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I see that too. Um, all over my Instagram, this performative actis- activism without taking responsibility. And I think it's so important that, as a generation, as humanity, we take this on and actively fight negativity. You know, not just be like, oh, be positive, love everybody, don't be racist. You need to actively be doing those things mm-hmm. rather than just saying yeah it, right and all of these apps and i think oh i'm so sorry continue no 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 <laughs> are, are you sure and i think that yeah. okay we know i thought okay go ahead go ahead <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say okay my apologies but anyways i think that instagram kind of promotes the like mm-hmm. words versus actions you know mm-hmm. Because it's easy to just post something and be done with it and people and then think that people are going to see you that way. But it's different to actually do that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and it's really important that like in schools, in workplaces, we are actively fighting this. And social media is a great tool to do that. But it is the first step. Mm-hmm. It is not the end all be all. Yeah. You know? All of these apps have a responsibility to kind of highlight this information you know it's 
it's kind of always been the same like cycle that they've perpetuated cycling around revolving around these influencers and this like celebrity landscape that we're all kind of being force-fed you know some people are into it i'm into it sometimes you know it's like fun little distractions but also there are like real issues that these platforms definitely are able to put at the forefront of their apps but they choose not to Mm -hmm. to, for money and that's a little disappointing but you know there's work to be done and social media has such a huge role in today's society and i think it's important for for us to look back on the way we've utilized these platforms and kind of mediate the way we use them because they can be super detrimental and you know the people behind these platforms as well they can do they can do better we all can do better Mm -hmm. i think like backtracking just like this is a question but how do you think like social media or like however much time you've had on social media like how do you think that's affected the way you view yourself compared to how you view others on the platforms you use um that's a really good question i don't i think i think it's okay two things sometimes it's gassed me up sometimes i'm like wow i'm amazing you know but other times i'm like (laughs) it's like looking at other people's feeds like we talked about that can be super detrimental because i'm like if these people are living their best lives why am i not living my best life when in fact nobody's Mm -hmm. living their best life because it's all fake it's all fake Mm -hmm. and you know i think i don't i don't want to say i'm being like on unauthentic because that is me you know yeah i think for me um there's definitely a point where i was just posting for like other people to satisfy them Uh and i still think i'm kind of like that Uh um but I think, like like you said, there's definitely times where, like, you know, I post on Instagram and, like, I feel really good, mm-hmm. like, posting that photo. And, like, I feel beautiful in that photo and I mm-hmm. feel confident in that photo. And I think that's great if that's what Instagram does for you. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, simultaneously, it kind of made me, like, the more I look at the photo, the more I pick out my insecurities. The yeah. more I see problems in the photo, the more I see problems within myself – And then you just go down that rabbit Mm -hmm. hole. Yeah. So I think it's really hard to find that balance, especially like at a younger age. And I feel like there isn't enough education in school about social Mm -hmm. media and how to use it properly. Because I wish that like when I was 12 or 13, like I kind of had some sort of advice when I downloaded Mm -hmm. Instagram and how that would affect me. Um, And just like... I don't know, ways to use social media in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like that was never really taught or I just didn't know how to do that. Um, I had to figure that out for myself. Like I'm sure all of us have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think definitely like, especially when I was younger, it was like, I wish I had looking at other people's posts. It's like, I wish I could go on that vacation. Mm -hmm. I wish I had that stuff. And I think it actually made me super materialistic Mm, yeah um rather than you know focusing on moments with people Mm -hmm. and focusing on relationships and the actual like 
important, meaningful aspects yeah. of life. Um, and I think that uh, now being able to reflect on that um, is just like sometimes I feel bad because it's like younger me kind of missed out that mm-hmm. joy of just like life without technology mm-hmm. constantly in my yeah. hand, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I wonder what it would have been like um, without Instagram and with, without being so invested in followers and likes and all of that. And I just hope this co- this conversation opens up to a lot of people who can then take a step mm-hmm. back and reflect on their time on these apps because it is important mm-hmm. to kind of be able to see yourself in an objective light and see how you're contributing to this toxicity sometimes, but also be able, be able to not acknowledge the good aspects of it and find a healthy balance between the two because these are totally. dangerous, honestly, pretty dangerous apps, you know? Um Mm-hmm. And people just need to, including myself, I'm still learning how to navigate this app in a way that's good for me. Um, and we all just need to try our best to be able to recognize mm-hmm. all of these aspects and move forward. So, yeah. I agree. I think it's definitely not an easy task um, and definitely is a journey on how we shift the way we look at social media and how we use it. And like you, I am nowhere near professional on how to juggle all of this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but I don't know. It's just nice to talk to you and just like get more perspective Mm -hmm. on how other people use their social media. Um, But I think just remembering that a lot of it isn't real life and um, to just cherish the moments that we have Mm -hmm. in the present because I think for me, social media has made me think too much about the future and the past Mm -hmm. um, and getting that perfect picture rather than being present. And I think my time away from social media um, has really made me just have more quality moments Mm -hmm. and be more grateful for those little things in life whereas getting that instant gratification from snapchats from people i don't really Mm -hmm. know or like a follow from someone that i don't really know you Mm know um yep really like just strengthening and valuing the relationships that are close to me um and nurturing those rather than you know, putting energy into people I don't really know and things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of life. So just keeping perspective when using social media is important and just living in the present, I think. Mm 